Hi, everyone. My name is Mark Snyder. Welcome to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders and has been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps, and by the MapTune Shoppers Discount Card. For over 4,000 discounts island-wide, visit shoppersdiscountcard.com. And coming soon, the MapTune Shoppers Discount mobile app. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast by visiting wcwp.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. So let me introduce my three guests this morning, Andrew Lampkin, who is the president of the Plainview Old Beth Page Chamber of Commerce. And Andrew is also an attorney. He's the owner of the law office of Andrew M. Lampkin. Jenny George, president of the Freeport Chamber of Commerce. Jenny is also the vice president of operations for Gala Food Supermarkets. And John Probstein, president of the Levittown Chamber of Commerce and also a practicing attorney. He's the owner of the law offices of John Michael Probstein. Andrew, Jenny, John, thank you for joining us today on Chamber Chatter. Pleasure to be here. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having us. Let's start like I always like to start, and that's by having each one of you tell us a little bit about the community that you serve, or in your case, Andrew, the communities you serve. You serve Plainview and Old Beth Page. How are things going in your communities? Everything's going really very good in the community. It's a very tight-knit community, as you know. Uh, everyone likes to work with each other. As far as the chamber, we have a lot of events that bring everybody together, uh, both just the business community, but also uh, the community itself. And um, like I said, everyone is it's a, t- it's a tight, tight-knit community, and everyone's uh, doing very good. Do you find, representing two communities, I know Old Bethpage is a very small hamlet, but do you find that they see themselves as a separate community, or do they see Plainview and Old Bethpage as one and the same? I think most people see it as one and the same. They share a school district, so uh, all the kids grow up together, you know, go to the different schools, and I think for the most part, a lot of people see it as one community. They do. Okay, uh, Jenny. Uh, Freeport is home to the nautical mile, but uh, so much more, right? Um, What's happening in Freeport these days? So exactly. I'm happy you say that, that it is home to the nautical mile, but so much more. There's so much that happens in Freeport. There's so many businesses. There are so many small businesses. Um, You have all of Main Street that's covered in, in business from the south up to the north. Um, you have Merrick Road, which is thriving, which has a lot of property improvements and, and really making for for things that used to be an eyesore in Freeport are now being remodeled and made into beautiful buildings, um, stucco buildings. Um, we have the car dealers there, the luxury car dealers that are around there that have all restructured their buildings and made them beautiful on Sunrise Highway. Um, so there's been a lot of improvements in Freeport, a lot of really nice businesses thriving there. Um, and coming into the summer, it's always the place to be because of the nautical mile. But like I said, there's so much more. Um, you've been in the news recently. I read that the oldest building in town, that uh, I don't know, the one on the triangle there, what do they call that? Uh, yep. The, um, oh, what, I can't remember the what's name. What's the name? But it's an old building. It's, it's been Plaza West. Yeah. Vacant and dormant for 25 years. It's finally going to come down, huh? It is. It's actually going to become a dealership. Um, I believe it's going to be a Lexus dealership from the last I heard. So um, that should be interesting. That whole strip has become really, um, like I said, the luxury um, vehicles uh, lined Car up dealership. Car dealerships, uh, yeah. Mecca. Definitely, yeah, definitely. That's true. Um, uh, reading that article about that building coming down, a lot of mixed feelings. People were hoping that maybe somehow 
that structure could be incorporated into, I guess, whatever was going to be the next plan for that that lot, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. No, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. And um, it is sad because it is a beautiful building. Like you said, it is very old and it's been an icon in Freeport. But, um, you know, I'm sure that Lexus is going to come in with a beautiful structure there as well. So, you know, you just change with the times and develop. Lexus is coming in. Huh? They didn't say that in the article. They just said it was going to be a car dealership. So we were just scooped today, folks. <laughs> um, John, if I get in my car and I leave the campus and I make a right turn on Route 107 and head south 10 miles, it's going to take me all the way down to Levittown. That's right. You'll hit a lot of traffic, maybe, but you'll be there. Uh, America's first suburb, by the way. What's happening in Levittown? Well, of course, we believe that Levittown is one of the best places in Nassau County to live, work, and raise a family. Uh, The motto of the Chamber of Commerce is prosperity through business and community. And to this end, the Chamber uh, is proud to sponsor events throughout the year to help support the community, from our Memorial Weekend Festival to our holiday tree lighting and for the business community. We offer discount advertising, promotion in local papers, and we promote both new and existing businesses. We have many opportunities, and that's not my phone. I just want to make a note on that. <laughs> that was Jenny George's phone for those keeping score at home. That's, it's one nothing. Jenny's winning. Jenny's winning. Anyway, um, you have uh, three or four village greens in your community, right? Yes, we do. They were originally built uh, by Mr. Levitt when he built this community. And at the time, Hempstead Turnpike was just uh, an underdeveloped uh, road that people traveled through to get uh, from point A to point B. So the retail and business district has changed dramatically uh, over the years. How, is, how are the greens adapting to the changing environment there? I think the greens will always be there because you have the town swimming pools in, at the greens. Each, each green has its own pool? Except for one green, uh, one on center lane. But most of the greens have swimming pools there, so they will always be an active uh, business area as well as a community area. Uh, one of the village greens, uh, the East Village Green, has, uh, is now building uh, what's called the... Just bear with me one second because I forgot the name of it. Uh, The Village Green Assisted Living Center. We are building uh, some senior housing in Levittown uh, because as the community changes, the community also ages. And we want to uh, present opportunities not only for the youth but for future senior citizens like myself. Is that where the bowling alley was? That's where one of the bowling alleys was, right. right. Uh, Jenny? Um, of the three chambers that are represented here today, um, your community is the only incorporated village. Um, what is your relationship like uh, working with the village? Well, the village is actually great to work with. I mean, um, it's great to have a private police force. It's great to have your, you know, well, all the towns really have their own fire departments. But um, working with that local uh, government is actually much easier. There's a lot less bureaucracy to deal with. Um, our mayor, Mayor Kennedy, is great. He um, opens his doors every Tuesday for the community. Anybody who has any, he has open office hours. Really? So, yep. Every Tuesday, I think it's about five hours long, from two to six or two to seven, maybe. Um, he and that's opens- open just for a second. Just it's open to any resident who wants to come down and be heard. Any resident, any business owner, it's his open office hours, and. Um, 
he really makes himself very accessible to the community. So it's great to be able to have that direct contact with those that are governing the, the incorporated village. So if you have a concern, if you have a problem with something, um, you have direct access to, to government. It's a lot easier than dealing maybe with the town of Hempstead, which is much larger and you don't have direct contacts with. Um, so for us, it's, I think it's a great setup for the businesses and for the residents. And uh, Mayor Kennedy, um, he's active with the chamber. I've been to a few of your meetings where he's come down either just to participate and be there or to get up and give his state of the state. Yep. So he is very active. Um, he's very active with the chamber. He's very active with the community. Um, he will hold meetings once a month directly with the chamber's executive board only. Um, to be able to inform us of what's going on in the village, what um, what we need as a chamber, what things the businesses are, are requesting. So it, it's great to have that, like I said, open access to, to our governing officials. Yeah. Andrew, um, Plainview Wilbeth Page uh, resides within the uh, Oyster Bay Township. Um, how are your synergies with, uh, with, with the town of Oyster Bay? We, we get along really well with the town, and what we've done in our chamber over the last uh, couple of years is we've formed a lot of committees, and one of the committees we have in the chamber is community outreach and gov government. And so we have a couple of board members, uh, former President Gary Epstein, current board member Larry Weiss, who actively seek out politicians to come and speak to the chamber. Um, and so we frequently have had, you know, county legislator Drucker at our meetings. He usually comes to all of the meetings, town of Oyster Bay, um, town council, Lou Ambrodo, supervisor Vendido. They regularly come to our meetings. And in October, uh, for the last six or seven years, what we've done is we've held a candidates forum. So whenever there's a big election year, or every year, I should say, but depending on the year, we have different politicians that, are, that come that are running for office, whether it be for state assembly, state senate, Town of Oyster Bay uh, supervisor, which this this coming year happens to be a pretty big year, and uh, town council. So we, we have an open line of communication with all of our representatives. And John, same question for you. Uh, how's your uh, partnership, if you will, with the uh, town of Hempstead? Uh, town of Hempstead has been most helpful to us uh, with respect to, of course, our memorial uh, weekend carnival, uh, as well as with the tree lighting. They supply us with... Uh, bandstand and uh, have just been most helpful. Uh, we're very, very close with uh, State Senator Kevin Thomas, uh, State Assemblyman John Ferretti, who's also a member, Dennis Dunn, and they have worked with us in many of our activities, and we're proud to have them aboard. Um, the Nassau Council of Chambers is the organization that, uh, and I guess in its simplest term, is a group that sort of oversees all of the chambers uh, in Nassau County. Their mantra has uh, been shop local, um, and they're really making tremendous effort to uh, push that message and drive it home because, listen, quite frankly, our businesses are not going to succeed if we, if we can't get our own residents in our community to support us? How are we going to get the community, the residents from other communities to support us? Um, so I know that they're making a concerted effort to really drive that message home through um, some uh, social media campaigns. And I saw a TV commercial that they uh, produced. Um, Jenny, what, what sorts of things is the Freeport Chamber doing to, to, to drive the message home with the residents that how vital it is to support the, the local businesses? 
Well, we're very we're very involved in the community. We have um, a lot of activities that involve the community. We just had our free, uh, Freeport Festival, our summer festival, which is basically like the opening of the Nautical Mile for for the summer months. Um, we do a fireworks show that involves the community. So we want our residents to know that our local businesses are investing in the village, and therefore they should also be supporting them to help make this community bigger, better, um, and to help thriving, you know, help those businesses thrive, really. Um, so that, that's a lot of what the chamber does, push, push that shop local, support the Nassau Chamber, um, the Nassau Council of Chambers, so that they can continue their push for shop local. Because if we don't, like you said, if we don't support um, our local businesses, then no one really will. I mean, it's, it's hard to compete nowadays with the Amazons of the world, with the big box stores. So mom and pop shops and local businesses, they, they have to do more. They have to be more active in their communities. They have to be more of a presence. Your family owns two supermarkets in Freeport. Do you feel like the local community supports you? A hundred percent. We have, um, I was just at the uh, scholarship dinner for Freeport High School last week. And to see kids that I've seen growing up going to the store with their parents and everything, um, graduating and getting, getting scholarships, getting honors, it, it's a great thing, right? And the only reason I know that is because these people shop in our store day after day, week after week. Um, we have tremendous support from the community as a local supermarket. So um, it, it's great to see that. John, uh, we were saying earlier that, you know, Levittown's the first suburb in America. Um, I've known in my lifetime a lot of people from Levittown, and they're extremely passionate about the community that, that they grew up in. Um, but you're in a little different situation. Hempstead Turnpike is, um, is a busy road. Uh, doesn't have the same sort of flavor that maybe the village greens do because they're intimate. Um, so you've got a, a lot of activity on on uh, Hempstead per- Turnpike. Do you find that the residents uh, support those businesses? And if so, uh, what do you do about you know reminding them that they need to shop local? What kind of initiatives do you guys? Sure. Um, first. I should have mentioned this earlier. Uh, our chamber is now celebrating our 60th year. Wow. And uh, our motto, again, uh, prosperity through business and community. Uh, the businesses that we now have in Levittown are not just limited to the Village Greens. Uh, they are all over. And we have some big box stores uh, from Best Buy, Target, uh, Walmart, and, of course, Home Depot recently. Um, I believe that the business and the community are working together and realize that one does not exist without the other. And to this end, again, as I stated, we promote numerous community events and the businesses are right behind it, sponsoring them. uh, And we work again with many of the other uh, community organizations like the Levittown Community Council and the Levittown 75th Anniversary Committee because we have the 75th anniversary coming up. So uh, I don't see the problem right now other than what has been mentioned before is that, yes, the Internet exists and we have to adapt to it. Right. And then we get to Plainview, which is an interesting community. I should say Plainview, Old Beth Page. We'll talk about Old Beth Page in a second. But Plainview, I find, is an interesting community because you, your community doesn't really have a downtown. No, I think we have about 17 different downtowns with all the different shopping centers that we have. Correct. Uh, but the one uh, sort of little 
area that you do have is an old Beth Page, which is a cute little downtown with the post office, and it's a little little shopping area more. Um, how do you how do you cross promote the two communities? Do you even cross promote the two communities? Um, do you encourage people to shop in Old Beth Page? And we don't differentiate between the two different communities. And our, our members live uh, like we said earlier. It it is kind of thought of as one community in terms of shopping local. And I'm glad you mentioned the Nassau Council of Chambers because the current president of the Nassau Council is Francesca Carlo, who is the uh, one of the past presidents of my chamber. And you know, recently, um, and she's still um, very active in our chamber. So really, the question is, is how do we promote business in general and shop local? And it's really Francesca getting out there and telling everybody to shop local, shop local. And of course. Her background is uh, her family, um, longtime owners of a local hardware store, which uh, had resided in a shopping center in Morton Village, and right in the middle of the town. Can we give um, her a plug, by the way? Did I just do no, that? Can no, can we? Go ahead. Trio Hardware? Trio Hardware. Which is now located at Country Point, which right. is the new development created by the, the Beachwood organization. So we don't really differentiate between the Plainview and Old Bethpage in terms of the shopping centers. Um, we really just keep pushing at our events to shop local. And you know, we have a festival in the fall where local vendors come in and promote their items. And our motto, and John's mentioned his motto, we have a motto too, and it's uh, live, work, and play. Uh, you know, in Plainville, Bethpage. So um, it's really just getting the word out and making everybody realize that shopping local is better for the community than shopping on the internet. Great. Jenny, does Freeport have a motto? We don't. I'm just learning about these mottos. I'm excited to come and create one now with our chamber. Well, I know Wontaw is the gateway to Jones Beach. So um, you're sort of the other gateway to Jones Beach right there at Meadowbrook Parkway. So we maybe, are. Well, maybe. we're going to have to think of something. We're going to get creative. All right. Hey, listen, when we come back, we're going to play. Genie in the Bottle. You're listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. You're listening to a podcast from LIU Studios. If you like what you're hearing, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to this show on your podcast app of choice. For more of our programs or to support LIU Studios, visit WCWP.org. Welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. We have three of them with us today. And it's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps, and by the MapTunes Shoppers Discount Card. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast by visiting wcwp.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. So my three guests this morning, let me reintroduce them. Andrew Lampkin, president of the Plainview Old Beth Page Chamber of Commerce. Jenny George, president of the Freeport Chamber of Commerce, and John M. Probstein, president of the Levittown Chamber. So, Jenny, let's say you're walking on Jones Beach and you come across a lantern. You open it. Out comes a genie granting you three wishes for the Freeport Chamber of Commerce. What are you asking for? Ooh, that's a good one. So I would ask for much more active participation on behalf of the community and the businesses to grow and develop the chamber into a real representation of what Freeport is. Freeport's a very multicultural uh, town, uh, village. 
Um, and I think there's a lot of growth that the chamber can have if it um, if it incorporates all the different multicultural businesses that are in Freeport. So that would be that would be definitely one wish that I would okay, have. Okay, before you go to number two, last month we had on the program Lionel Chitty, who's now the executive director of the ch- of the Chamber of Hicksville. They have an issue. I shouldn't say an issue. They've got a a problem they need to solve in that a big percentage of their population is now South Asian, Indian, and even Pakistani. And an increasingly large number of businesses are also owned now by Indians and Pakistan, Pakistanis. Right. And the problem he's having is he can't seem to get them to and incorporate them into the Chamber of Commerce. It's been a real battle. And it sounds to me like what you're saying here is maybe something along those lines. Very much so. I think um, going into the the second one would be showing our businesses the worth and the value of of being part of a chamber, of being part of, you know, being more involved in the community. Um, That's definitely an issue, especially when you have, um, you know, different cultures, different languages. Uh, One of the things that that we're going to look into doing now is having a bilingual website, having bilingual um, advertising for our chamber, having activities all advertised bilingually because at the end of the day, um, it is more representative of who is in Freeport right now and who we're serving. Smart. So that's number two. Is there a number three, or do you just come up with two wishes? <laughs> well, I just want a blanket check for. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to bank the last wish because um, I think I incorporated like two or three into those uh, into those two that I just listed. So. Okay, great. Uh, John. Levittown is a landlocked community, so how about you're spending an afternoon at the West Village Green, you're in the swimming pool, and you see a lantern floating in the water. You open it up, the chamber's been granted three wishes. What do you got? My first wish, we realize that times have changed, and in order to have a strong economic environment, we have to recognize and support our strong, diverse community. And I think that we're truly blessed to continue to have our leaders and our business owners, our educators and our citizens who realize that in order to share in the responsibility of encouraging the economic, personal success and happiness for all, young and old, within our community, and that we should continue working with our diverse community. That's one. Do you have three or just that one? No, I have second. Uh, my second one is to uh, – And by the way, we're going to come back to that because diversity seems to be a theme here. Uh, I would like our community to engage more with the youth and the students in the schools because that is the future of the community. And I do have a third wish, and that is for three more wishes in case I screwed up on the first two. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, and Andrew um, – so you're with your family at the Old Bethpage Village Restoration and lying in the grass is your bottle. You open it up. You've got three wishes for the Plainview Old Bethpage Chamber. What do you got? The first one um, that our chamber always discusses is just gaining more members and becoming bigger. You know, one of the – I always look at our chamber as uh, having two functions. One is um, – networking, business networking, 
you know, exchanging business with each other. And the other is more um, on the community side and, you know, bringing information out to the public and being part of the community. And the best way to do the first is to gain more members. And the more members we have, the more people that attend our meetings, the more people you're going to meet. And the more people you meet, uh, the more business that's going to be exchanged. So we're always looking for ways to gain more members. And specifically, and we were talking about it earlier with Shop Local, is how to gain members in the retail space. And it's funny that, you know, Francesca Carlo was um, so instrumental in the growth of our chamber coming from the retail world. And we just never had a great presence in the retail community in Plainview. And with all the shopping centers that we have, uh, it would be great if we could add a lot of those stores to the chamber rolls. You know, I figure by my estimate, and it's a low number, but I don't think a typical chamber has more than 10 to 15 percent of the business population in their organization. Maybe a really strong chamber. Maybe you have more than that, but it's never more than, say, 20 percent. So there's a lot of room to grow. I mean, Jenny, what percentage of businesses would you say in Freeport belong to the chamber? I would say maybe 10 percent of the businesses belong to the chamber. Yeah. Um, if that. And and like you said, it's a very common theme that retail is not very well represented at all in the chamber. And the feedback I always get is, what are they going to do for me? <laughs> Definitely. This comes up every program. It This comes up every program. We have this conversation. Yeah. And I, we will come back to that because I want to let you finish your list. But um, John, what what about you? Probably we have the same issue. Mostly small businesses tend to uh, gravitate towards a chamber of commerce. The larger stores are franchises and major corporations. Yeah, you do have a lot of them. And so you're dealing with management that rolls over. So each time you have to try to establish a new relationship with them. And I think that the more that a chamber... encourages community events, the more we are likely to get some of the big stores into the chamber itself. Would you say you have more than 10% of your uh, businesses as members of the chamber in Levittown? I'm going to save that as one of my third additional wishes. (laughs) The answer to that one, I don't know. Okay, no problem. All right. So, Andrew, I digress. We get back to you. So that's your first wish. What else you got? My second wish would be that we become more creative with workshops. Um, one of the benefits to, to member, we, all, we always struggle with what is a benefit to a member. And I just mentioned, you know, the retailers say, what's in it for me? So we're always thinking about member benefits. And, you know, there's certainly business networking, but another aspect of it is educational and how, how, we can, how can we create workshops that benefit members so that they, whether it has to do with internet advertising or human resources or um, anything having to do with their business that could make them a better business person. Very good. Um, I know the Rockville Center Chamber does a lot of, um, they kind of spin off from their membership into these little focus groups. They'll get uh, you know a group of doctors together to brainstorm ideas on how better to promote their business or he'll get a bunch of restaurants to spin off and then report back to the chamber uh, new ideas that they've come up with on how better to promote and support uh, their businesses. So um, along those lines, I think that's a, that's a good idea. And is there a third one? 
Do I get to do what John did, which was uh, go right ahead? I have no use copyright. My third, on it. You want my third to wish? No, I guess the third is just more community involvement. Uh, we've we've done some things that um, put us in with the community. We have a scholarship where we we, we, we donate money and um, to three students every year um, that that are graduating from high school, and we're we're creating a an internship program with the high school. So I'd like to do more more things like that that can put us in and part of the community so people look to us in that way. One of the things you mentioned was, um, you know, boosting chamber membership. But um, I, I think you've got a, a pretty good number of businesses that are members right now. Thanks to you. Well, <laughs> not as much thanks to me, but as evidenced by the turnout that you have at, at your meetings. Uh, I've attended a lot of meetings with various chambers on Long Island and um, – I've seen my share of meetings where, you know, you got your 12 board members and maybe there's five other people in the room. Um, I have to say, hats off to your chamber because I've attended meetings and you got 60, 50, 60, 70 people in a room. Um, what, what are you doing that's, a, that's, a, that's drawing the, these crowds? I think that the people that are coming to our meetings are coming because they're interested in getting together with each other and a lot of it has to do with the networking. We have about 165 members. When I joined the board uh, nine years ago, we were at 90 members. Um, and we were actually above 165 for a while, and we, we lost some. But, um, you know, we're, we're in the mid-160s you know, now, and I think that there's a value to our meetings where we let everybody go around and, you know, have some general networking, but also where they can tell everybody what they do, a little 60-second infomercial. And we, we have good speakers. We've had some of our local politicians, like I mentioned earlier, and we give our members the chance to have spotlight speakers and feature speakers. And uh, we, we have a fall festival also where some of the bigger sponsors of our fall festival, which uh, which is taking place in October, but our, this year's sponsors are you know uh, TD Bank um, and uh, one of the uh, Elon Wurzel, who's our former president is also a platinum sponsor and we give them the opportunity to promote themselves and I think that that brings a lot of people into the meetings. John, how are your meetings? Were they fairly well attended? I've been to a few of them and I think you get a pretty good turnout. Uh, some are well attended, some are not. We hold them once a month. Um, they are networking opportunities and what we also do during our general membership meetings is that we have speakers from all over. Uh, we have uh, uh, whether they're politicians or people involved uh, in the business community to give insight to members uh, for uh, how to further develop, whether it's Internet, uh, watch out for mail fraud. We recently had U.S. Postal inspectors come in for us. Uh, mental health at work is always important. Uh, and we have a spotlight on business where we promote each month a new member to put into the community papers as well as on the chamber website. And Jenny, what about you? How are things at the you, you meet monthly the Freeport Chamber? We meet uh, monthly the second Tuesday of every month. We have a luncheon um, at twelve thirty at a different restaurant in in our village. We're lucky to have a lot of restaurants in the village, and and most yes, of them you are. Members. So um, so we meet at a different restaurant. We also bring speakers to try to help our members out, to give them something useful that they can leave knowing that they got a good tidbit of information out of their meeting. Um, the last meeting we had, we just had internet security. So you did mail. We did internet last, last week, uh, well, this month that just passed. Um, 
because that's such a big thing right now, all the, the internet scams and the hacking and, and the PCI compliance for those that process credit cards. So um, so that was a really good meeting to be able to have something like that to bring to our members. And that's what we're going to try to, to continue so that we can bring that added value to our members so that they feel that they're getting something positive out of our chamber. The biggest complaint I hear about chamber meetings, um, and, and uh, this is not an indictment against anybody in the room, is that they're typically held the same time every month. So if you, like I live in Massapequa, I belong to the Massapequa Chamber. The Massapequa Chamber only has lunch meetings. But if you only have a lunch meeting, there is a certain faction of your business population that will never, ever make a meeting. And I want to share something with you that uh, the Hicksville Chamber did for a long time. And unfortunately, they got away from it. But I think it worked for a while. They would have a breakfast meeting one month. And then the next meeting, they'd have a lunch. And then the following month, they do a dinner. And twice a year, the chamber would have a Saturday morning meeting at 10 a.m. at the library. And I thought that was brilliant. I believe they've gotten away from it because they lost an executive director who used to coordinate it. And Lionel Chitty, who was on the program last month, would say to me, you know, we don't get a big crowd for the breakfast, but you know what? They're people that I never see any other time. Because, you know, there are some people that will never be able to make a dinner because they got to run home to their family. But if you can't make a breakfast, a lunch, a dinner, or a Saturday meeting, then you really don't want to be a part of the Chamber of Commerce. Um, I know that there's some multi-chamber networking events that go on that are also good. Do you, um, do you do those from time to time? Yeah, we have a networking chair, you know, one of our board members who organizes all of our networking events. And that's with multi-towns? Well, he'll, he'll organize some with other towns, other chambers, and he'll organize some just within our, our chamber. And he'll have them at different venues. We've had them at auto dealerships, pizza places, um, a few months ago, we had one at one of our members who makes um, custom kitchen cabinetry, and he had it in his showroom. Uh, so we have different events like that at night that will bring certain people out. But most of our general meetings, all of our general meetings are in the morning starting at 730. Right. Other than in June, we have a, a yearly barbecue at, at, at the park, one of the parks in town. That's a good idea. We do John. alternate our general meetings. We have the uh, a twelve thirty meeting, and then the next month we'll have a dinner meeting, and we alternate that. We also ask our membership uh, if they want to host one of the uh, general membership meetings. In this way, uh, it encourages uh, the community to know new businesses that come in. So recently, we've had them at uh, VFW Post, which has a catering hall. Uh, our next meeting coming up will be at the uh, Village uh, Green Assisted Living Center, which is opening up. Uh, and whatever restaurant or other organization that wants to host, we're more than welcome to let them host one of our membership meetings. Our board meetings are in the morning. Yeah. Jenny, I mean, do you, do you think that's a crazy idea to have, move it around, breakfast, lunch, dinner? I mean, because if the goal of the chamber is to is to interact with the business, with the members – and if and are you only a lunch, by the way, is it or do you mix it up too? So we two years ago, um, when Ivan Sales was president of the chamber, uh, we decided the executive board decided to try out um, once a quarter doing a dinner uh, general meeting. Um, we only ended up doing it once, 
and it worked out really well, so I don't know why it fell to the wayside, but that's definitely something that I'm looking to to integrate again because I think it went very well. We had, we invited people to come in and to bring their spouses or bring their significant other or bring a buddy with them, right? One, because it introduces more people to the chamber, and two, because, you know, like you said, maybe you want to get home to your spouse or to your kids for, for dinner. This way you make a night out of it, you come out, you learn something, hopefully, at our at our General Assembly meeting. And, and if you couldn't make the luncheon the last two months, well, then you have this dinner once a quarter at least that you can participate and be active. We haven't done a breakfast one, mostly for what you mentioned. Um, I think that it's difficult to get people out at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm. Um, so, Although, like, not according to Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think Sometimes every, I think it'll work. I, apparently it works. going to be different than exactly. it works for us. We're going to pick up on this when we come back, all right? We'll delve in a little bit deeper into the role of the Chamber of Commerce. You are listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. You're listening to a podcast from LIU Studios. If you like what you're hearing, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to this show on your podcast app of choice. For more of our programs or to support LIU Studios, visit WCWP.org. Welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders and has been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps, and by the MapTunes Shoppers Discount Card. For over 4,000 discounts island-wide, visit shoppersdiscountcard.com. And coming soon, the MapTunes Shoppers Discount mobile app. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast by visiting wcwp.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. My three guests joining me this morning, Andrew Lampkin, who is the president of the Plainview Old Beth Page Chamber of Commerce, Jenny George, president of the Freeport Chamber, and John M. Probstein, president of the Levittown Chamber of Commerce. So, John, uh, I'm going to come back to you here. Um, how do you see the role? Uh, this is your first year as president. You're serving a two-year term. How do you see the role of a chamber of commerce, what is what is its purpose, as you see it? I think I, I said it before. I think it is to encourage the community and the uh, business community to get together to keep your uh, town a vibrant place to live and work. Uh, it means working with the schools. It means working with the political organizations. It means working with the big stores. It means working with the mom and pop stores. It means working with the religious community and recognizing the diversity that is happening in Nassau County and welcoming it and becoming a part of it. As an attorney, uh, but also as an actor, um that's another name. We, Are you we able talk to talk about him? That was a shameless plug there for John's other business. Um, are you able to get out on? Do you have any time to get out on the street and visit with the business owners, as some presidents and board members like to do? I'm just beginning. So to be honest, I have not really done that. We have not had many ribbon cuttings, and we have not really been. Uh, in a position where we're actively seeking the door-to-door -door membership uh, of going to new businesses and seeking new members. Uh, we're very lucky in that we are very much supported by our Memorial Day weekend carnival. 
mm. uh, which is a big source of funding for the chamber. And we distribute those funds through uh, our community involvement. Uh, we offer scholarships uh, to every year to graduates of the uh, three schools in Levittown. Uh, we make many donations to many of the uh, uh, charitable organizations uh, that exist in Levittown. So um, we're pretty active in that way. Mm. But in doing the door-to-door business, I'll be honest, I have not been that active in it right now. And again, I'm only in my six months. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't know if the other two chamber presidents here are able to do that either. I mean, you know, it's a volunteer position. Everybody works for a living. But I will tell you that those that are able to do it find it to be extremely an effective way to boost membership because, um, listen, it's – it's a busy world. Emails aren't getting where they're supposed to be anymore. Um, people are not picking up the phone like they used to. And uh, sometimes getting out in person um, can really make a difference. Um, Jenny, how do you go about um, boosting membership? What uh, what initiatives do you do, if any, to encourage people to join the chamber and to get the word out? So we have the same issue that every chamber has. We want to grow our membership. We want people to see an added value in being a member of the chamber. Um, and it does prove difficult. Like you said, it is a volunteer position. Everybody has their job. Everybody has their career that they're running. So um, we've actually been very lucky with this executive board that I have one of the members of the of our executive board that wants to spearhead that whole campaign of adding in a lot more of the diverse uh businesses that we have in Freeport. So Jack Butler is part of our um, of our executive uh, board. Jack? Jacques. Jacques. Jacques Butler. He's, Plug for um, Jacques. So he's, he's actually uh, been very vocal about wanting to spearhead that in, in our chamber. So I know that he's organizing how he's going to go out there and walk the shops and, and speak to the, to the businesses and try to bring them on board. I agree with you. I think that's really the best way to show them that you care and that you want them involved. It's a matter of being able to find the time to do it. No doubt. And what Can I just add something of what we do in the Levittown Chamber? Yes, we'd love to hear what you do in the Levittown Chamber. Um, the job of going door to door, we have an executive committee and a membership committee. And it's the membership committee. Uh, we have three members uh, whose job it is to go door to door. And when they can, they will do it. I don't think necessarily in our chamber it's the job of the president but i'm certainly when the time comes if i'm needed i will donate my time yeah and i wasn't necessarily suggesting that it's your role as president or any 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 president's role but i was speaking in a broader sense um are you able to get out on the street and meet with the people uh to canvas to solicit and try to grow membership because that always seems to be um as andrew you mentioned you know your first thing you want to do is Boost membership. Uh, how do you guys go about uh, getting out there and boosting membership? Well, we don't necessarily knock on doors either. And I can tell you it doesn't get easier in month 12. But um, what we do is we've organized our board in such a way that we have 10 to 15 different committees. And a board member is is chair of each committee. And we, ha- you know, we have membership. We have networking. We have scholarship. We have our fall festival. We have golf. Memorial Day parade. It's pretty uh, impressive. We have all of these different committees where different people run it. And in some way, some board member is touching the community. You know, they, they know, they may know me as the president, that they know Elon as the 
past president and Gary as the past past president and of course they know Francesca but they know the other board members too and I think you have to really get everybody on board and one thing that we've really tried to do is even if a board member is chairing one of these committees it is that board member's job to get general membership on that committee because 15 we have 15 board members and 15 people can't run the chamber it's, we do a lot of different things, and we will all burn out. We just don't have that much time. And so we've really tried to bring in the general membership to come in and join the committees, which we find just helps the board grow because younger people join the board after they start to get involved. Jenny, how many members you have on your board? Our board has uh, five executive uh, board members, and then the directors, there's, uh, I think, 35 active well, directors. Now, I think I did my homework correctly. Is your dad past president of the chamber? My dad was past president of the chamber, yes. He was. How has that helped you? Oh, that's helped me greatly. I mean, he's, um, from what I hear, we're the first father-daughter duo uh, doing this. Um, so I actually wasn't as involved in the chamber when my father was president, but I did see everything that he did. I did see how he... Um, handled himself, led the chamber. And really, that's when I started getting my feet wet in the chamber. So it was great to be able to have that insight and be helping him on the back end while he was president and now being able to do it myself and having him to refer back to as an advisor. Sure. I I think that would be great. So how did, I'm sure the chamber had their eye on you for a long time to eventually uh, take over as president. How did uh, the succession you know, how did that timeline work for you to, to bring you up to president? Well, when, when my father was president, I kind of started coming in as, as a general member. Um, and then slowly, you know, he, he finished his presidency. He stepped down um, and became an inactive director, uh, part of the past president, and I became a lot more active. And it was just a matter of time before I was, you know, on the, on the you know, as a, a director, then on the executive board, and pretty quickly went into the presidency. I think I spent four years on the um, on the executive board. And what's your uh, term of service as president? Uh, two years. I just started in April, actually. So I started mid-April. Um, oh, you just started as president? I just started mid-April, so I am brand new to this. <laughs> oh, we got lucky, folks. I had no idea. <laughs> and John, you started in uh, January. And That's right. Andrew, this is your second year now, right? You took over? Yeah, I'm in my second year. Yeah, same. I'm paying attention. Um. I want to give you guys an opportunity to talk for a minute about uh, what you've got on uh, on your slate uh, now through the end of the year. Um, we're in uh, early August here. Um, we'll start, uh, I guess, Andrew, what's, uh, what's on the chamber slate for the rest of the year? Well, the big event that we have is our fall festival, which is, I believe, the first Sunday of October. Um, we do it at the, in the parking lot at the uh, Plainview Old Bethpage Library on Old Country Road. We've been doing it for about seven or eight years. We have over 50 vendors that come in. Uh, we have, you know, activities for the kids. We have food trucks, which, of course, everybody needs at a street fair. And uh, it's just a great day. that It brings the community in um, to uh, see, vi- visit with the chamber and visit with the members of the chamber and allows people to have a nice day. And we just pray that it doesn't rain. Um, and then in October, um, we, as I mentioned earlier, in, later in October, we have our candidates forum, which will, will this year happens to be a big year in the town of Oyster Bay. The supervisor position is up, so it's going to be a, right. a great um, you know, debate where we'll have some of the people running for, for local offices in. 
And, um, you know, after that, we'll have it. We have a holiday party in December. And then in February, we have our annual paid up members dinner. Okay, Jenny, you're smack in the middle of a, another great summer in Freeport. Um, what have you got scheduled now through uh, the end of the year? Well, we just passed our um, fireworks, which were uh, July 6th. Um, now we move forward. We have the kayak races that come in uh, beginning of August. Um, I believe it's the second weekend of August. Um, then we go into October where we have our chowder festival on the Nautical Mile, which is um, all the restaurants compete who has the best chowder, and they do a small festival. It's not, it's not as big as the um, summer festival, but it's definitely a fun time out on the mile um, to kind of close out that fall season. And then we have our Great Lights show where all the boats get dressed up and uh, they get covered in lights, decorated for the holidays. And we have a great um, holiday lights parade, which is beautiful and a lot of fun for the family to come and enjoy during the winter. So we do try to make sure that we have something um, during each season, some activity coming up um, that the community can enjoy and know that it's hosted by the chamber. And John, before I get to you, um, the Freeport Chamber has the benefit of having a full-time executive director or a secretary, or I don't know what her title is, but you've got a, a beautiful location right there down there in the nautical mile. I think her name is Monica. Yes, is Monica. She, Yeah. And that's got to be a huge asset for you um, or for any chamber to have someone who can handle a lot of, um, you know, the minutia, the, the day-to-day paperwork and the chasing money and all things like that. I mean, she's got to be a, a huge asset. Most definitely. Monica's awesome. She helps with everything. She's always ready to to help out, to be friendly, to call people and get um, members involved. Um, It really does help because, like we said, it is a volunteer position, so that is the one paid position of the chamber. Um, And it really does help us to be able to keep our office um, organized. So she's a great office manager. She takes care of everything. She contacts people and she coordinates for us. So it's great. If you're a chamber that's lucky enough to have a full-time paid staffer, Boy, what a, what an asset! Um, I know Plainview doesn't have one. We do actually. You do? We've is that uh, new? Four or five years ago, we hired somebody, Barbara Mars, who is a local resident in Plainview, and in many ways, Barbara has become the face of the chamber. I, mean, I stand corrected. I didn't realize. It. And it's wow. it's helped us. And the reality is, like we've said, this is a volunteer position, and so you know, Barbara's really helped out, and um, everybody in town loves her. Wow. Yeah. We have a part time. You do, Tara Cassano. How do you like that? Unbeknownst to me. Here I thought I knew all about you guys. Anyway, what do you got planned now through the end of the year? Well, of course, we'll be uh, present at the uh, Nassau Chamber breakfast. Uh, We've uh, already nominated our small business person of the year. We have a fall festival coming up, which we will be uh, conducting uh, with uh, St. Bernard's Church on Hempstead Turnpike. Uh, and then, of course, in December, we have our annual tree lighting, menorah lighting, and uh, where we also celebrate Kwanzaa. We'll have music, dancing, food, and we're also coordinating it with the Levittown Public Library, who will also be uh, providing food vendors. Uh, so we'll all be around the Veterans Park in front of the library, and it should be a great time. And I hope the weather is perfect. I hope um, the rest of the year is perfect for you guys. Um, before we go... I like to let our guests um, who spend a lot of time and energy running their chambers of commerce, I also like them to talk about what they do for a living. So, um, Andrew, I'll start with you. Tell us a little little bit about your practice. Well, I'm an attorney. My office is in Plainview. I'm a sole sole practitioner, and my my practice focuses in the areas of estate planning, elder law, 
which includes Medicaid planning, uh, special needs planning, estate administration, estate litigation, anything having to do in the estate in the estate world. And Andrew was bemoaning the fact that he had to be on the radio this morning because he's got a lot of things to do at the office. But I appreciate you coming down. Thanks for having me, Mark. Uh, John, now you wear two, three hats. We know that you're the president of the Levittown Chamber of Commerce, but please tell us about your other two um, hobbies. I'm going to limit myself just to being an attorney. I've been an attorney since uh, 1977, and it has consisted of representing and assisting uh, people and businesses in all matters, including public and private corporations, uh, from litigation and proxy fights, matrimonial divorces, guardianships, uh, through transactional activities. I'm also a Nassau County Supreme Court arbitrator, Nassau County District Court arbitrator, uh, mediator for Long Island Landlord and Tenant, and uh, on the arbitration mediation panel for the Eastern District uh, on the federal level. I just want to put in a plug for some uh, pro bono uh, uh, services that uh, are available here in Nassau County. Uh, first, uh, that I work with. First, Nassau Suffolk Law Services, uh, which provides uh, legal aid to uh, people in landlord tenant court, as well as matrimonial and other low income people. The Safe Center, which works with victims of uh, domestic violence. Uh, Hofstra University also has a, a year round uh, veterans project where uh, veterans from the service can uh, consult with attorneys in all sorts of matters. And also a plug for the Nassau County Bar Association. Uh, we have many, many pro bono opportunities for lawyers, uh, including our monthly mortgage foreclosure and Superstorm Sandy Clinic, uh, our student mentor program. And uh, there are just many opportunities here uh, for low-income people for assistance here in Nassau County. I see Andrew nodding along with you. So good to hear that. And Jenny George, when you're not president of the Freeport Chamber of Commerce, what else are you doing? I am operating a supermarket in Freeport. Uh, we, like you said, we have two locations in Freeport. Um, it is a family business. Uh, my you can tell us the name. Gala Foods Supermarket in Freeport. We were recently uh, changed names from Compare Foods to Gala Foods. Um, the community has responded beautifully to the new name. They've actually, uh, they actually love it from what they tell us. Uh, they love the change. But it's still the same family. It's still the same operations, just improved. So a lot more of the Internet presence, a lot more of um, we now are about to launch our e-commerce website, our loyalty program. Um, so we really want to get the, the community even more involved in our, in our supermarket and, and find that it is their local supermarket where they can visit every day and find everything that reminds them of home. Thanks, Jenny. And thanks to my guest today, Andrew Lampkin, president of the Plainview Old Beth Page Chamber of Commerce, John M. Probstein, president of the Levittown Chamber, and Jenny George, president of the Freeport Chamber of Commerce. You've been listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. Special thanks to my all-star engineer, Ryan Collins. Stick around. Project Independence and You is coming up next. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.